Hello, this is Ben Obomani from the Chapters Cast. You can get me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Chapters Cast. Kenneth O'Pell's Fire Wings, Episode 2, Chapter 2, Stonehold. Shade stirred restlessly, frowning as he woke. He opened one eye and then another to look around at the thousands of silverwing males hanging from the cave's rigid walls and ceilings wrapped tightly around their rings. They were still fast asleep. He could, he held his breath listening. He couldn't tell if it was a sound or a vibration, though the stone had just brought him out of sleep. Maybe it was just Chinook snoring beside him or Kassil, his father, muttering in his dreams. Shade glanced at a vertical glass, long at the vertical gash at the cave's opening and judged from the light it was still an hour or so till sunset. Maybe at midnight, he said, I know that Orion, the chief male elder, will be choosing five messengers to make the journey to the Tree Haven. He, Shade wanted to be one of them. He wanted to see his son, Griffin. The name was pretty much all Shade knew about him, and that he had been born healthy in the spring. How could anyone be satisfied with just that? But this was the way it has been for millions of years. Every spring, females roosted at Tree Haven and gave birth, and the males spent the summer at Stonehold. At a hundred thousand wing beats to. The southeast. None of the males seem to be seem to want to visit their mates or newborns. They were pre- perfectly happy apart until the fall, knowing nothing except news of mess from the messengers brought them periodically the new after the birthing season. There were that was months ago. How could they stand it? It was too bizarre. He was desperate to see Marina again and to meet his son for the very first time. Shade sighed. Well, he thought he was he awake on now. For the just a moment, he felt the slightest vibrations through his claws, as if something intensely powerful within the earth was stirring, testing its strength. The then the sensation was gone, practically just a wind of, of off the ocean or the great ceaseless stirring of the sea itself, or his own nervousness of tonight. He wanted to be outside, dropping from his roost, he stretched his wings. Stroked through the opening and intently over the sea. The sun 
through the the sun was still high enough above the horizon to set over the water alight. Shade banked sharply, soared over the rocky coastline, notched by the countless coves and inlets. The tide tides were fierce and sudden, and then the sea had curved the carved the land into high, blunt cliffs, stone. Hold was deep within the tallest cliff. Its craggy head, it crawled co with moss-covered rocks and a few hardy space tree spruce trees by the wind. Far away, Shade could hear a pod of whales singing their strange song, somehow mournful and ecstatic all at once, resonating through the water and air, gushing landward, shade skimmed over the dense forest, intent on hunting now, now for the topmost branch of a pine. The, a raven stirred suspiciously as he passed, but nothing happened. But nothing. Shade watched the powerful bird carefully. He wa He was quickly realized that being allowed to fly in the sunlight was not as the same as being w welcome. Although the owls agreed to a peace treaty, the bat with the bats, Shade on and the other silverwings still felt wary in the day. Most avoided it, choosing to hunt and fly under the moon and stars, as they had done for millennia. Sometimes Shade wondered what the point had been fighting to get the sun back, but he wasn't daylight. It wasn't the daylight itself that was important. It was the freedom. Freedom, the freedom to choose if you flew by day or night. Most of all, the freedom from fear of owl attacks. Shade veered and caught a monarch butterfly. That was one good thing about flying in the sunlight. There were all sorts of new bugs to eat, new ones that rarely come out at night. Are you up early, said? Are you up? Early called the voice behind him. He glanced over his wing to see his father, Casillo, pulling beside, uh, alongside him. Did you see the? Did you feel the cave shift? Shade asked. Casillo shook his head. You did? I don't know if it's real, but I'm pretty sure I felt a little tremor. Could be, his father said. Years ago, there were few earthquakes, nothing very big. His father was trying to reassure him, but Shade remembered the low controlled rhythm of the vibration like a suggestion of greater things to come. He wondered if it, they felt it at Tree Haven.
Do you think Orion will pick me, he said. All I know is he's always chooses fast, reliable flyers. Well, I'm not the fastest, but I'm reliable. His father looked at him with a grin. I don't think I'm... You don't think I'm reliable, Shades? Asked. Hurt? No, I... Of course I do. You saved my life, but Orion's probably worried you might get distracted along the way, discover some evil plan to destroy the world, or accidentally start a war or something like that. Shades snorted, but he knew his father was right. Even after all his adventures, maybe because of them, he noticed Silverwing elders didn't exactly trust him. They trust... Chinook, Shade said irritably. Well, he is trustworthy, his father agreed. That it wrinkled, rankled Shade that Chinook had been the one of the first messengers. He had been to Treehaven and seen his mate and his own child. He brought news of hundreds of newborns as well as among them Griffin. What did he look like, Shade demanded. Moments after an exhausted Chinook lurched on a, on a stone hold, looked fine, healthy. Shade er, surged of relief and gratitude had quickly gave way to intense curiosity. And what else, he asked Chinook. Come on, a few more details. They all kind of look the same at that age, Shade. I mean, they're all sorts of red, floppy skin. They don't have any fur yet. Well, to be honest, they're pretty weird-looking. Weird-looking, that's all Chinook had, to, had been able to tell him. But Shade wanted to know everything, not just... A single night passed that his mind was given, filled with questions. Was Griffin growing well? Was he a good flyer or hunter? What did he look like? More like Marina or him? He had, did he have friends or was he a loner? He had, was he curious, talkative, daring, or quiet and watchful? It was ridiculous that we have to wait so long, Shade muttered as he and his father sailed through the twi twilight forest, snapping, darkling, darkling beating, beetles and mosquitoes. Anyone should be able to go to Treehaven if he wants. Spitting up, splitting up the colony makes no sense. Only the mothers can feed the newborns, Cassiel reminded him. We wouldn't be of any use early on, but later we would. We would help them teach how to fly and hunt. The females seem to be doing that just fine on their own. It's the way it always has been, Shade. I think it's stupid, he said firmly. I think, I believe no one else should feel the same. Doesn't anyone miss their mates and newborns? Well, I don't think males are in a hurry to leave Stonehold. 
his father said with a grin. They know we've got it easy here. Apparently, very noisy nurse in the nursery roost. Newborns are pretty demanding. A lot of crying and shouting and a lot of commotion. A lot of commotion would be nice. Change about now, Shade said. The truth was, he was bored at Stonehold. He liked being with Chinook, especially his father. But every night, virtually the same, they woke at sunset, took to the skies, hunted, and when they were done, weren't hunting, they were hanging around telling stories. The stories he enjoyed then were the councils. The endless councils of migration, preparation, who would lead, who would take up the rear, the quality of mealworms this year, the rainfall reports and prevailing wind reports, it all made his skull go numb just thinking about it. He shouldn't complain. He wanted to go anyway. There were good right now. There was peace with owls. Food and it was plentiful and there was nothing to do. He was bored and he felt like getting him he was getting bored like he was getting boring himself. He wanted to go back to Marina, he wanted to be with his family. Do you think he began and then stopped and self embarrassed what? Casile asked. He coughed. I don't do you think I'd make a good father? The fact was he still didn't feel like a father at all. The very idea was seemed ridiculous. Even though he was barely waited barely could barely wait to see his son, he was still worried that Griffin might think he was a fake. Shade certainly felt like a fake. A father? How could he possibly take down take care of a newborn when he could when he was still a newborn himself he simply could not imagine himself with the conviction things like you shouldn't do that this that's just the way things are do what your mother tell and i tell you there's no way griffin would take him seriously he was worried he wouldn't be vigilant enough, strong enough to rescue Griffin if anything should happen. Worried he might be, wouldn't be patient enough or firm enough, strong enough, or something enough. You'll be a great father, Casil told him. I think almost everyone worries about it, though. You, Shay, asked surprised, especially me. I was hardly... The most responsible father, I wasn't around when you were around. Well, no fathers are. I was a little more absent than others. That wasn't your fault. Well, I took risks I shouldn't have, and when I had a newborn coming, he flew in close to give Shane a 
an affectionate nuzzle. It'll be fine. He hunted side by side in contented silence and then shade side sighted a tiger moth and went spinning off on his own in pursuit. The moth was wildly dipping, veering through the weave of the forest, sprang out barrage of echo mirages. But shade asked, but shade after a long experience was focused on both sight and sound and was not going to be thrown off. He came in fast, his tail flared, ready to scoop up the moth. Moths tended to drop straight down, but and Shay's trajectory took this into account. This moth didn't drop, it plummeted like a hailstone. Shay did a backward somersault and twisted around at the time to see the moth hit the earth. Disappear. There was not a tiger moth. That was not tiger moth behavior. His echo vision probed the rocky ground and saw that there was a hole there. Moths, as far as he knew, did not make burrows. Carefully, he made a pass, shooting down sound. The hole was deep, but no echoes returned. Was there any sign of the moth? Directly overhead, he noticed a powerful down current. Shade settled on the ground, where he advanced towards the hole, which seemed to be split from the rock itself. He wondered if it had been another tremor he'd felled earlier. The hole was noisily sucking in air. Dust, shards of stone drizzled over its rim. He, with his rear claws locked firmly in on the earth, Shade stretched his head into the opening feeling the current pulling ominously on his fur. The tunnel slanted steeply into blackness. Maybe it was led down to the coastal caves, but he heard no slap of water or slashing of wind. It was far, far away. He picked up the faint frenzied fluttered of the moth's wings, fighting the current until it dissolved into nothingness. Whether the hole was very deep, he, his ears pricked, and sound of faint inhalation and rose from the depths and a ripple of horror swept Shade's flesh. It was just a whisper of his own ears, superimposed over the silence with his concentration. He listened and heard once again the same sigh. It looked like a slow measured breath of some living creature that wanted to speak. 
that wanted to come up. Who's there, Shade? Shouted. His voice echoed down the hole, rapidly dwindling. Who's there? Who's there there? Then there was silence and then an intake of breath. Silence of something listening for you in the dark. Shade instantly regretted calling out. A cold sweat prickled his neck and shoulders. He couldn't move. He was waiting to hear the breathing resume. He blinked dizzily and sudden overwhelming currently. This tunnel plunged into the earth's very core. Some terrible place that was not entirely familiar to him. His mind's eye flashed through his ears, detected no sound. He caught a pale flashes of images he'd never seen before. Feathered serpent, a jaguar, a pair of unblinking eyes, no pupils, and then he knew their origin, Kamazas, the god of the underworld. Yes, the voice whispered. Shade jerked back in terror, but not quickly enough for the movement of the earth around the tunnel. The mouth closed and Shade's upper body pinched down into the hole, his rear claws straining to keep their grip. The current clucked at him furiously as he scrambled his with his thumbs to push back out. One of his rear claws tore free and of the earth, and he wanted, was about to fall, fall down in that terrible hole. And suddenly he was hauled back, his father with him, sizing him with, seizing him with wings and teeth and claws. They scuttered clear, took flight, panting and shaking, roosting on a nearby cedar, heart still pounding painfully. Shade told his father what he, what just happened. Casile grimly looked grimly at the hole. We should go back to Stonehold and tell the elders. We need help to properly block off that tunnel. Don't worry. Don't want anyone getting sucked down or anything coming out. Say it. Said Shade. His father looked at him. You sure you heard something? I heard so. He's. I think so. He said. There is. There was something down there. It's not just one thing. It's like a world. He didn't want to imagine the kind of creatures that populated it, or what might be capable. Shade stared up through the branches and into the sky, heavy with stars. By their position, he could tell it's almost midnight. Orion will be making his decision soon. More likely, he wanted to be to travel to... More than ever, he wanted to travel to Treehaven. He wanted to see Marina and his son. He wanted to make sure everything was all right. But the ominous tremor he felt earlier 
hadn't cracked the earth near them. As he flew with his father towards Stonehold, he was ready to make up his mind, even if Orion didn't choose him as messenger, he was leaving for Treehaven before sunrise.